you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. What a privilege it is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Today I want to get into a story in the Bible that God has been uh, highlighting to me, and I believe it's going to bless each and every one of you guys. On the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead, you know, as I was reading this, I really felt like uh, there's people who have dreams, have something in their heart, has something happening in their life that needs resurrection power in life to come and resurrect that dream, that body, that mind, whatever the case is. Maybe you know somebody who needs a touch from God. And uh, I believe uh, some of these key things are going to come out and it's going to bless you today. It's going to help you to uh, reignite your faith, to step out and to trust God. You know, this is a story of uh, really, it's about Lazarus. He was dead, but it's really about a couple different things. Jesus is teaching his disciples, number one. He's showing his disciples how to live, how to walk, really in the supernatural, how to follow uh, the voice of God, because Jesus only does and says what his Father says and does. And uh, then you see the sisters and how they each respond to the situation. So the Bible says that Lazarus was laying sick, and uh, Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sisters, sent forth a messenger to go and tell Jesus, um, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. So in other words, Lord, behold, Lazarus is laying sick. And uh, some translations say that he's not only sick, but he's about to die. Jesus hears it. And this is what Jesus responds and says. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. In other words, he's saying, He's not, he's not approving that sickness is from God. He's not saying that God approves of this sickness. He's not saying God has put this sickness on, on him to teach him a lesson. He's saying that this sickness is not going to end in death, but God will take what the devil has meant for evil and bring glory to his son. Doesn't that sound familiar? Uh, what Paul said? that all things will work for good for those who are called according to His purposes, that God would use this as something to bring glory to His Son. He's not approving sickness. He's not approving destruction. But what He is saying is, I'm going to destroy the works of darkness and bring glory to God. And so they, they get the message. They go back. Now the Bible tells us this. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. This is John chapter 11. I'm starting in verse one all the way down, if you want to go and read this later. So when he heard that he was sick, it doesn't say that he got up and ran there. It says he stayed two more days in the place where he was at. See, faith, I want you to get a hold of this. Faith responds, it never reacts. Faith responds, it never reacts. Jesus was a fully submitted man, 
to his father. He only did and said what he said to do, and he only said what his father said. So he only, he only did what he was told. And here he is. He stays two more days. Now, I want to. I want you to understand this. Now, most uh, f- females are more on the emotional side of life. <laughs> That's not a slam. It's just the truth. And you have to understand when they sent this messenger, they were a long ways away. They had to travel there and travel back. And I'm guaranteed they were they were freaking out. They were saying, "Look, you got to get Jesus here ASAP because he can heal him." And they wanted to. They didn't want the messenger to come back without Jesus. They wanted Jesus to come back with the messenger. They wanted they wanted him to be there. Boom! Like get here. But Jesus, he said, "Hold up, wait a minute. I'm staying. I'm gonna wait a couple more days. I'm not leaving yet until I'm told to leave." Because faith responds. The devil reacts. This is why when you when devils cry out, when you deal with an actual person who has a devil, they just start manifesting and they start reacting to the presence of God, to the power of God. They start crying out. Jesus had to deal with that. They didn't respond. They cried out. They reacted. See, fear reacts. Faith responds. Fear will react in in a, a devil will react it will reveal itself before um, it even gets a chance but faith true faith will respond to the word of the lord and so here is jesus and how many times have you wanted god to just do it right now do it right now do it right now and it's it seems like well he's not well but the bible says through faith and patience you shall inherit the promises so through faith and patience, there was, there was a patience part. And Jesus was trying to teach his disciples and Mary and Martha a very valuable lesson on faith. So he goes on, the Bible says, and after two days, he said, let us go to Judea again. Now the disciples responded and they said, look, the Jews have sought to stone you there. Are you sure you want to go there? And Jesus said, he goes on, I mean, his responses are just... You would think, Jesus, why don't you just say, yeah, it's okay, or no, it's not okay. But he goes on and he says, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day and does not stumble because he sees the light of the world, but if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said after that. And then he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Think about this. He responds in faith and tells them straight up, he's sleeping. We're going to go and wake him up. Now, in their natural mind, they're thinking he's resting because he's sick. And so what do they say? They reply to the Lord and say, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about his sleeping, his rest in, uh, in sleep. So already by faith, Jesus is speaking out of his mouth. He's just sleeping. We're about to raise him from the dead. He's about to say, we are going to respond in faith, and we are going to see this, this man rise. But he didn't tell them plainly. He said, he's sleeping, so they're thinking in the natural mind. Because a lot of times your natural mind doesn't necessarily comprehend the spiritual mind. Your, your carnal mind is at, at enmity against God, and we need to be transformed by the renewing of the Word of God in our lives. 
so that when situations arise, we respond by his word and not react with our carnal way of thinking. That's what many people did over the last couple years. And they've done it this year. Many people were freaking out about different things that were supposed to happen by now with uh, shortages and all that. So what did they do? They reacted and then spent all of their life saving on lima beans and are now living in a cave somewhere. And guess what? The supply is still there. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. But people have done it. People have done it. And then, uh, you know, we can go on and on about the last two years. People were reacting to what everyone was telling them on the news and it wasn't the truth at all. So fear will react, but faith will respond. And here's Jesus, and he's responding with his words that we're going to just go and wake him up. Now, eventually he just has to tell him straight up, because a lot of times you read it with the disciples, man, they just did not get it. They, they needed just to be told directly where Jesus was trying to, he was trying to give them an opportunity to, to receive revelation through what he was saying. Then he goes on and he just tells them plainly, verse 14, Lazarus is dead. And then he says this, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Think about that. He, this is a man who he loves. And he's telling his disciples, I'm glad for your sake that I was not there when he was sick. And now he's dead. I'm glad that you may believe. But look at Thomas. Thomas, man, he missed it. He missed it right here. Bible says, Thomas said, let us go also that we may die with him. Man, if you got somebody talking like that around you, that's tough. He basically says, look, let's all go get killed with him. Why not? This is, this is crazy. <laughs> because he knew that Jesus could raise him, but Jesus is telling him, look, I'm about to do something that's going to literally shock you to the core where you will, you will have to believe. And so the Bible tells us that Jesus came, and it goes on, and he showed up. The Bible says he found that he was already been in the tomb four days. So for four days, he was in the tomb. And now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews joined the women in, around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to him and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, when you understand that back in uh, the Bible times, they would mourn for the lost, for those who died, for seven, seven days. The first three days, the rabbis taught that the spirit of the person would, it's, it's not in the Bible, it's, it's not anywhere in the Bible, but they taught this to the people at the time, that the spirit of the person would go roaming back and forth within the tomb, and then after that, it departs completely and it's, there's no chance. So Jesus is coming in on the fourth day because he wants to destroy that lie that was taught, number one. And he's about to prove that he is the resurrection and the life. He goes on to say, or Martha says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But she catches herself. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, he will give you. So she's saying, look, I know if you would have been here, he would have lived, but... I still honor and respect you, and I know that whatever you ask God to do, He will do it. And Jesus was saying, He immediately he responded, and He said, Your brother will rise again. 
Your brother will rise again. What in your life needs to rise again? I'm here today to encourage you today. Your, your dream job will rise again. Your business will rise again. Your children will rise again. Whatever is dead and dormant in your life will rise again. Your marriage will rise again. Your relationships will rise again. Come on. You need somebody to tell you that, and Jesus is telling you that. Obviously, this is to the extremes. This person is dead. I don't think it gets any worse than somebody being dead. But Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Maybe you did lose somebody. And guess what? You've had a hard time either finding another spouse or finding another person to love or finding a, another mother figure to love or a father figure to love or whatever the case is or whatever. Guess what? They will rise again. That relationship will rise again. That Those feelings will rise again. You can move on from that so that you can live a, a peaceful life. And Jesus said he will rise again. Verse 20, uh, 24 says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she's sitting here saying, I know he will at the last day when, when we all rise again. But Jesus is saying, you're missing everything. And sometimes we, we get part of what the word says, but we don't get the, the full meaning of the word. And the Bible says, with all, your, uh, with all your getting of wisdom, gain understanding. We need to gain understanding in the totality of God's word. We can't just have half of it and not have the whole thing. We need to have the whole encompassing word. And Jesus, in his great uh, shepherd-like manner, he's about to teach her something. He's about to reveal something to her beyond her, her understanding at the time. She needed to step into a greater understanding. You can't live off of yesterday's revelation. You can't live off of five years ago you remember hearing a message on this, and that's all you've ever had. You can't live on even last Sunday's revelation. You got to get daily bread. You got to get daily revelation. You got to allow uh, God to reveal, and you got to get hungry and thirsty to understand His Word. And you can. We live in the greatest time ever where you can gain understanding in God's Word. We need to study it. We need to devour it. We need to understand what God is saying so we can have uh, our faith working in every area. And so Jesus is going to bring her correction. He says this, I am the resurrection and the life. Boom. Talk about dropping a, a, a Holy Ghost bomb on her in a good way. I am the resurrection and the life. I carry that power. I am it itself. And therefore, he shall rise again. He's like, man, come on, you got to get this. And he says, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He's asking you today, do you believe this? Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that I can give you a new life? I can take the one you're living now and give you a brand new life. Do you believe that all things are possible to those who believe? Do you believe? And she said, Thank God she said this. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. She got it. She realized, yes. Though maybe she didn't fully realize what he was about to do, but she realized, okay, he showed up for a reason, and he's making these statements for a reason. I believe that you are the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of God, 
who has come into this world. The Bible goes on to say, And when she had, had, when she had said these things, she went her way secretly and called for her sisters, saying, Why did she go secretly? Because I guarantee when Jesus showed up, he said, hey, where's Mary? Just nonchalantly, where's Mary? Oh, she's back at the house. She, she didn't want to fully tell him that she still may be a little offended that you didn't show up. See, this offense will cause people to not be able to receive the fullness that God has for them. See, Mary probably was offended. Because we can go on to read, because Martha says, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house had com were comforting her. When they saw Mary, ro they rose up quickly, went out, followed her. She's going to the tomb to weep. Then Mary, when she came to Jesus and saw him, she fell down in his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Notice how Martha said the same thing. But she had a second response, saying, But I know that God hears from you, and whatever you ask of Him, He will do it for you. But she didn't follow it up with that. She was upset. She was offended. Lord, if you were, if you were here, He would have been healed. My brother would still be here. She was upset. She was staying at home. She didn't even come out to greet Him when she heard He was coming. Martha did, but she didn't. She waited until He called for her, and then she said, Guess what? She was crying. She was emotional. She was a wreck, and she was saying, if you would have been here, he would have been healed. God, if you would have just done it the way I told you to do it, this thing wouldn't have happened. How many times have you said that or thought that? See, we got to trust the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, all our understanding. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Some things are just not going to make sense. But you got to trust God. You got to trust that God is going to do what he said he would do. And Jesus told the messenger that this, this sickness is not unto death. So they should have been in that place of even if he died, Jesus could come raise the dead. He's, he rose the dead before. He, he raised the dead. This is not the only person he has raised from the dead. They should have trusted him. The Bible goes on to say, she fell down and then there... Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came to her weeping, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And what? And he just said, where have you laid him? Some translations say that, that where it says that he was troubled in his spirit and, and that he groaned, he was agitated. He was aggravated in his spirit. Why? Doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. That they didn't believe that Jesus was sent there not to weep with them, though the Bible goes on to say that he wept, but he was weeping because of their unbelief. They did not recognize that he, could, that he was there. He is the resurrection. He is the life. He is the one who can raise the dead and that he, on the third day, was going to be raised from the dead himself because of who he was. And, it, and it, it troubled him so bad that the Bible says that he began to weep. Jesus wept. The shortest verse in the whole entire Bible. Jesus wept. Now they thought, wow, he came to mourn with them. 
But the Bible goes on to say, Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. He was groaning in himself because of the unbelief around him. His disciples didn't understand and didn't believe him. They said, we're going to come here and die with him. Martha, at first, he had a corrector. And then she got into faith. But even still, he, she didn't fully understand that he was going to raise the dead. Mary comes out. She's in doubt and unbelief. She doesn't believe that God can do it. The people around her don't believe. They think that Jesus is there to mourn with them. And when he, Jesus has been saying all things are possible to those who believe. And he's trying to get them in faith. Because of what he's saying. And then it goes on to say. He said, "Roll, take away the stone or roll away the stone. Martha piped up again. And she said, Lord. See, she's in doubt and unbelief. <laughs> it's crazy. Doubt and unbelief will kill your dream. It will kill you from going forward. And ultimately, it's what kills people. Uh, you you got to get rid of doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief will, will totally destroy what God is doing. God, guys, look. This is in the Bible for a reason. He raised the dead to not just be like, wow, look at me, I can raise the dead. He proved, I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. All things are possible to those who believe. We just had to respond by faith and trust Him. Can you say amen? And so here he is. Roll away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been in there for four days. So they're saying, look, if you were here yesterday, they probably would have said this. Three days ago, three days in, well, go ahead because the spirit still roams the tomb. But at this point, they've been taught after the third day, it's gone. And so therefore, what's the point? It's, it's in bad uh condition but jesus said this did i not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of god now he's he's so agitated in his spirit that he's rebuking her and saying did i not say to you that if you would believe god is saying this today in a way that he he's saying it in love but he's saying it this way did i not say if you would believe you will see the glory of god in your family you will see the glory of God in your workplace. You will see the glory of God uh, in your business, in your ministry. He's saying the same thing today. He's saying, did I not say to you that, you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? He's just saying, believe. God's not asking you for you to pay for anything. God's not asking for you to, uh, to uh, you know, basically sacrifice anything other than your, your, your own will and just believe him. He's, he's not asking you to cut off your arm or do anything crazy. He's asking you to just believe. Will you just believe? Will you just trust his word? I mean, the Bible says he's looking throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on someone's behalf. He's looking for somebody to just believe him. Be that person today in Jesus' name. Come on, and I believe that you are. Because you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't. And then, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. He's saying all this, saying, guess what? I believe, I know that, I know that he's about to be raised from the dead, but I'm going to do this to show these people 
that I am the resurrection and the life and that you may receive the glory for this. In Jesus, the Bible says, I love this because he did it with a loud voice, not because he had to, but because he was so agitated by doubt and unbelief. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta rip it, man. You gotta just let it rip. And he, he said this, with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And boom, as soon as he said that, resurrection power was released. He's saying that about your life today. He's, you need to speak that over your life as, as God was speaking, Lazarus, come forth. You need to speak that over your body. Body, come forth and come alive to the things of God. Come alive to the stripes of Christ. Come alive to the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Speak over your family. Come forth and be saved. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Come on, speak that over your life. Come forth. Release the resurrection power. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. He now lives on the inside of you. This is Jesus walking in the flesh. And he was only one person. And the Spirit of God rested upon him. The power, the resurrection power of God was upon his life. But now, because you are saved, because you are born again, that power lives on the inside of you. And you release that power through the speaking of God's word and through acting upon the word of the Lord. And it's time to speak forth. Your, whatever dream it is, I command it to come forth in Jesus' name. Whatever sickness and disease it is, I command it to shrivel up and die. And I command health to come forth in Jesus' name. If, it's, if you're lacking in, in, in finances, I command to prosperity to come forth in your life in Jesus' name. Sometimes you got to raise your voice and you got to get angry at the doubt and unbelief. And maybe you've been listening to this and you're thinking, man, I have been in doubt and unbelief. It's time to just say, Lord, forgive me and then get on the faith side and begin to respond to your situation. The Bible says to say into this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and doubt not in your heart, but believe those things which you say, you'll have it. Begin to speak to that mountain. Quit crying about the mountain. Quit speaking to the mountain. Quit asking God to move the mountain and start speaking to the mountain in your life and watch how it will get up and get out of the way. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And what does the Bible say? I love this. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. It's time for the for the chains and for the wrapping of doubt and unbelief to be loosed off of your life and you to walk in faith and freedom. Come on, somebody. Loose it and let it go in Jesus' name. Loose it. Allow faith to come alive in you today and begin to speak out the word of God. I brought this forth because I really felt like this was for you guys God is moved by faith, not by emotions, not definitely not by doubt and unbelief, but through faith. All things are possible to those who believe. There's nothing that you're going through right now that God can't do something about it in the next five minutes. Before this podcast even ends, God can bring a miracle to you. This took no time. He laid dead what for that amount of time, but he showed up and he spoke out, Lazarus, come forth, and immediately he came forth. He was raised from the dead. And guess what? That same resurrection power 
is in you. If you're born again, if you're saved, that power is on the inside of you, and it's time to let it out. It's time to stop. It's time to stop speaking doubt and unbelief, and it's time to start speaking the word of the Lord. Loose and let them go in Jesus' mighty name. And I'm telling you what, you're going to see the greatest breakthroughs after this because I'm telling you, God is moved by when you respond to His Word by faith. And today you're going to respond in Jesus' name. It's time to respond. How do you respond? You do what the Bible says to do. If it's something in your life, you speak against the mountain. If it's lack, you give your way out of it. If it's healing, you go lay hands on them and they they will be healed. Lay hands on yourself and command yourself to be healed. I mean, just do what the Bible says. Gain understanding in all things. I love this. Man, God is the spirit of faith is here today because the word has gone forth. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person listening today. I thank you, Lord, that every bondage of doubt and unbelief is rebuked in the name of Jesus. We command it to loose and let them go. And I thank you for a great infusion of your faith that has come forth from your word. Because you said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I thank you, Lord, that you grant each person wisdom and understanding through your word on how to apply it in their situation. And I expect immediate results, just like how Lazarus came forth immediately. I'm expecting immediate results in their lives in Jesus' name. If you believe that and you receive that, just shout amen right where you're at. Praise God. Come on, somebody. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe so you never miss a message. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZanerMinistries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.